there's this belief that degree equates to success. It's so traditional and it is very outdated for what is really happening in the world right now. Anybody can code. If yeah. you're committed enough, you can learn. Every single role I've got in tech has been because I've followed up on LinkedIn. I've applied, found the hiring manager on LinkedIn and I've said, just need one. And then they all start flowing because you don't act as desperate anymore. When you come to working in tech, you have to look at what you want from this role, how long term you want it to be. And if that company can provide that for you. If it's a startup, you're likely to have good money, good benefits, lots of fun, great trips, but it probably won't be long term. Also, you're a number. You are likely to work in a job at some point in tech where it isn't that meaningful. You can clock out at 5.30 and no one's going to die. But it's a con if you do go to work wanting to have purpose. I'm very poignant with my questions where I will say to somebody, how much do you get paid? What's the maternity benefits yeah. here? What's your private health care? I recommend everyone do that. When you're in your worst place of how am I going to pay my bills? This is so scary write down what you're not defined by where you, where you come from yeah. and i think that's a big message that i always yeah. want to tell people like like you have to be able to be uncomfortable yeah. like be comfortable with being uncomfortable when you grow up in ends you don't realize it when you're confident but you have an audacity to do things that ordinarily most people wouldn't Welcome back to another episode of the podcast. We have a special guest in the building. Maya, how are you doing today? I'm good, thank you. Uh, do you want me to look here or at you? It's fine. Wherever. Okay, yeah, cool. Whatever. Yeah, I'm good, thank you. You can look at the camera sometimes. You can I'll look at me. Like, in. It's, it's all good, yeah. Oh, cool. To be fair, most guests, when they have a conversation with me, they look yeah. at me. Sometimes yeah. they want to say certain stuff. They yeah. Say, it's so. weird being on the other end of it, isn't it? Because obviously yeah. I'm normally where you're sat. Yeah. With my guests, so like, <laughs> Are you oh. nervous? Not nervous, but it's just like, it's nice. You're doing all the work. Yeah. <laughs> normally I'm the one doing all the work thinking, oh, true. they've got keys in their hands. Are they going to jangle it? Are yeah. they going to say, um, too you have much? To think about that. I do. Why? Because I, I don't know, I just, I had a podcast before I had the one mm. that I've got now before Myers Minutes. Mm -hmm. So in that time, we were, it was very much a learning process. So we did a lot of episodes and we did yeah. a lot of recording and we learned a lot and we had a lot of different guests. So you just pick up little things. And when I'm editing, I always listen out for when people say, um, and, mm. uh, and pause and little things that like, right. You know, everyone has their little things that yeah. get on them. So I'm always mindful of that with all my guests. Yeah. And I don't have to be now because yeah. I am the guest. So yeah. it's really nice. <laughs> you hopefully don't have any uh, keys. <laughs> no, I don't. No, no. Because I think maybe with girls as well, we, like a lot of girls yeah. have hanging bracelets. Yeah. So they'll be talking like that mm. and then you'll hear the jingling. That's a very good point. And then sometimes they knock the microphone and yeah. they realise. That's annoying. Or a I've phone goes times. off yeah. or like bare stuff. <laughs> so yeah, it's nice to not have to do that. Yeah, crazy. So how? I guess how's the start to New Year been for you? It's actually been really good. Mm. Um, I did a lot of, um, I journal a lot, okay. as everybody does, I guess now. And um, I did a manifestation guide that, I don't know if you listen to the Closet Confessions podcast, and you know uh, Candy's no, Candy's Yeah, I know. Yeah, so I love everything she does. Mm -hmm. And I read her book on holiday, and I just, I'm okay. just, I'm a big stan for her. Mm -hmm. So she did this manifestation guide on her um, website for free but she spoke about it on her podcast mm. to direct everybody to the website okay. and so I went on there and downloaded it and sent it to like all my friends mm. and I was like everyone have a go at this and do it and it's okay. basically like 
I don't know about if like journaling burnout is a thing, mm. but I get that sometimes where okay. I know I need to write what I'm feeling or what's going on for me, but I just don't know where to start. Mm. So I, don't, I wouldn't mind a prompt. Do you know yeah, what I mean? So this yeah, thing that she made exactly yeah. was a was a guide, and it's so smart because she's got another book coming out mm. about manifesting manifesting because she's big on manifesting. Mm. So she's got a book coming out. So she's done the guide as like a warm up to the yeah. book. So I'm saying, wow. so I love her. Anyway, so I did the guide, and um, it was really about like what you want your 2024 to be, what you want to mm. manifest, and part of it was a lot of reflecting on 2023. Mm-hmm. And I realized that 2023, as far as years go, was actually a good one for me. I was actually happy with it, which is a rare feeling at the end of the year. And then for 20... Yeah, most years I feel like I'm just like, oh, mate, when is this over? Like, that was a long one. But 2023, I was like, no, that was actually all right. So, yeah, 2024 started well. I went on holiday in January, which I highly recommend. Did that too? Because it just puts you in a good place. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I feel good. I feel ready for the year and good. Amazing. How about you? I'm good. Yeah, I'm good. I'm, uh, the, the year's been good. I, like I said as well, I've also, I just got back from holiday to Dubai about two weeks ago. I've n- I'd never done a holiday in January. Same. I'm going to be doing it again every year. I think so. It's good. Was it was it warm weather? Were you yeah, right? yeah, yeah. Like twenty eight. Twenty eight. Twenty eight degrees. At, and I one day it hit thirty. And I only went to Gran Canaria. And I know it gets that hot in Jan. But you gotta remember, even though Gran Canaria is Spain, yeah. it's actually like a Spanish island closer to North Africa. Yeah, that's so it's true, like yeah. Tunisia, those yeah. that kind of way. Okay. So that's why it's always a good shout. Yeah. And I always go away around the end of the year, like mm. November, December. But recently, or last year, I went away in May which was brilliant because mm. you come back and it's summer here. Yeah. So you're not depressed because <laughs> you just come from sun yeah. and you come back to sun. And then um, I also went away in March once and that was really good again for mm. the same reason. And Jan's actually not bad because yeah. you come back and it's starting to feel a bit lighter. Yeah. It's not as yeah. dark as early. Yeah. So I'm it's, not mad it's at nice. it. It's nice. So okay, for, for those, you know, obviously watching and listening, who is uh, Maya? Maya is a complicated character. <laughs> <laughs> no. Um, so I am a woman in tech. We love to hear it. Everyone loves that now. Mm-hmm. So I'm a woman in tech. I'm a podcaster. I am a bit of a... I forget to say or mention that I'm a fitness person because it's just so normal to me. But because I used to be a personal trainer, I feel like that's why I probably forget. But yeah, fitness, activities, intentions, very, I feel like I live a very clean life. Like I don't drink, I don't like do anything. Yeah, but it's not for the reason of it being good. It's just that I live in a very clean way there's no other way to put it and 50 cent speaks about it in his book actually Mm. and when he said it i was like that's literally what it is it's like he doesn't do it for any other reason than that's how he can opt to um, operate at optimum and that's literally the same reasons with me i eat and don't drink and exercise and do all these things in a certain way so that i can be at the highest of my game okay that's the only reason. I don't do it for like, you know, animal rights or for um, religion or for any other reason than that. Yeah. And I feel like sometimes people don't accept that as a reason yeah. and they always want to be like, but why? But why? And it's like, yeah. honestly, that's the that's reason. That's a good that's enough it. reason though. I think so. Yeah. But it gripes people. Oh my gosh. Well, 
I think that's a that's admirable and there's a good reason. And I remember him saying that in his book, and I think that's the reason why he's like you said he succeeded, right? Because you, if you when you look, I, I was such a big person to read autobiographies and like listen to autobiographies. Like I'm so on that. Yeah. It's, it's a problem. <laughs> and when you listen and read to that many, yeah. you realize there's a common theme yeah. with like really successful people. Mm-hmm. And that's definitely one of the things yeah. they all live and eat and act and sleep and do all these things very ritualistically in a certain way. Yeah. And that's part of their key. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 It's, uh, it's, uh, it's so interesting that you, that you, that you say that cause it is important. And to be fair on the podcast, we've had a few health conversations. So we can have a health tech and business conversation. It's gonna, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we want to talk a bit about your story. I guess where your parents from? My mum's Punjabi, mm-hmm. and my dad's from Trinidad. Okay. My mum's Punjabi, but born in Britain, mm-hmm. at Coventry, to be precise. Oh, mad. Uh, why is that mad? Mad. No, because it's like, wow, you <laughs> no, said Coventry. Is, I'm like, is, what? Like, it is. Like, <laughs> it is honestly. Yeah. So therefore, yeah. her perspective is quite uncommon Hmm. and is quite I don't want to say progressive as if other Punjabi mothers aren't but from my experience and you know the upbringing that I had is I would say quite unique in comparison and I and I attribute a lot of that to the fact that she was born in Britain and this like she's a British woman and this is all she's ever known do you know what I mean whereas my dad was born in the Bahamas from Trinidad but born in the Bahamas and grew up in Trinidad and came here when he was like a a teenager yeah so his perspective is and was always very different. Yeah. So yeah, upbringing wise, which you're probably gonna ask yeah. me next, I had a very, well, how to describe it, education and doing well was always a big focus from okay. my parents, for me and my my brother. But it was also not to the degree of other people that I've seen if that makes sense or other women who look like me or other people that look like me you would expect it to have been more than it was Mm. but my big my parents big thing about me was just like do well don't give us any trouble and go to uni and I did do well (laughs) I didn't give them any trouble but I didn't go to uni so that was a big uh, eruption that's crazy so whereabouts did you grow up grew up in East London East London and then for but I don't know if that's mostly because for mm. secondary school, mm. I was in North London. Okay. So, yeah. But I would say, like, growing up in... I would say I did grow up in East London yeah. because my foundational perspectives on everything were born there. And yeah. that's where well, I... I guess what you think you learned. Yeah, exactly, so. exactly. That's where I would say. And yeah. then in North London, when I was doing secondary school, it was like my perspective was very different to those who had been born and brought mm. up there. Not like it's a different country, but it was very different from yeah. Leighton. What, what do you feel like was different about it? Just a lot of people in, um, where, when I went to school had a lot more privilege than those I went to primary school with, for example. Mm. And just like the hustle and hunger was not the same. And also like the community, like- Do you think in, the hustle and hunger wasn't the same in North London? Like mm, it wasn't as- I didn't, go, you're thinking North London, like Tottenham or- Yeah, Britain, of course, nah, yeah, I'm yeah. thinking, I'm talking Barnet. Oh, okay. Okay, <laughs> so that's, Barnet. Like that's, okay. That's a very I don't know much different... about Barnet, to be fair. Yeah, but, but uh, it's not the same. Okay. Not to diss people from <laughs> Barnet. People are, Barnet. But yeah. <laughs> in comparison to Leighton, mm. where people didn't have much but did a lot, yeah. it was a big change for me. Okay. And um, the other massive factor is obviously in East London, like 
wide, but particularly in Leighton, for example, mm. there are very minimal were very minimal white people. Like you were a minority if you're white. Whereas in Barnet or other parts of most yeah. parts of North London, there are mainly white people. That's mm. the predominant okay. race. So that was a massive shift and change as well. Okay. And that obviously, yeah. you know, um shone light on a lot of things. I, I feel like the first understanding I ever had of racism yeah. was when we moved to North London. I didn't really? know what it was. I didn't know what it was before then because it didn't okay. exist. Yeah, like, there course, was nobody yeah, you, that yeah, would be yeah. racist. That's true. I, I do get what you're saying when you say that. That's yeah, that is a very interesting point. Actually, when you think about it, if you do grow up like because you is more than likely maybe you're not weren't you traveling at that point as well no nah, really, not, not really, really. Okay. i would go on like family holidays yeah but you're not seeing it as a kid yeah there's no and even like, if you yeah, are like yeah. you're you go like your norm yeah. is what you grow up with every day when yeah, you wake up true, brush yeah. your teeth go outside you see yeah. people who look everything yeah. so you're not thinking that like yeah. but funnily enough i had a reunion with my primary school people mm. And we were talking about this, all of us. We were saying like how mad it is when you go out of like your world and you realise there's race. Like we didn't know because obviously primary school was yeah, such a mixed yeah. place. And they and someone said that there's actually a statistic that our particular, I don't want to say our school, but the area we grew up in is like one of the most diverse okay places yeah. in like the uk or something really okay. like out so that would make sense as to why yeah it was so weird for us yeah but at least you got both perspectives Absolutely. and you got to live like you said you got to see the hunger and probably that probably was within you as 100%, well 100 to be able to work a bit harder like in a in totally. environment right? absolutely yeah and also like the privileges going to school in that kind of area afforded mm -hmm. me um, that's not lost on me either. Do you know yeah. what I mean? Like I was in an environment with people. Is it a really good school? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> making it sound it like... nah. For North London, no. Yeah. But like I said, from what okay, the school to... would have been for me oh, if we'd have ease. stayed there, oh, okay. then yeah. yes. Like the fact that everybody had a laptop yeah. was like, what? Like, yeah. do you know what I mean? My everybody primary... had a laptop? Yeah, like, stuff like that. <laughs> but you think that's like, like up there? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. But I that's what I'm no like, I thought at, that as well. I, I no thought that as well. School. I thought that as well. A laptop at secondary school. I don't even know. If I mean, I don't kids think get that now. Did they? No, we didn't get. It's not like you could have one to take home. Okay. But like when you were working on stuff, yeah. okay. there were like Fair. laptops available. It weren't Macs. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay. Cool. The fact that was that. one. Imagine. Or like to be a bigger one than that was like there's a swimming pool in my school. Okay. Oh yeah, that's a good school. <laughs> we, and they were ground. I don't know if I knew no anybody that had a swimming pool in their school. Yeah, that's yeah. School. And that's what I'm saying. And like that, okay. that wasn't even a possibility yeah. in the schools I would have been going to if oh. we'd have been in East London. And like there were grounds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That's like crazy. tennis courts, not tennis, sorry, netball courts, stuff yeah. like that. Like so that was mad to me. Cool. So what was your I guess your favourite subject at school? so like we're talking like GCSE kind of age mm. you talk like A level age like I loved sociology okay I really loved drama I got A star in GCSE drama okay. and I really wanted to take it forward but obviously I was like nah it's not gonna make me any money ethnic home do you know what I mean okay which I was like nah that's not gonna be I think that's a, a shared thing that a lot of yeah. us feel. It's not going to be encouraged. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And to really then, love it. Yeah, like, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And to, and then, yeah, I didn't even go uni and I became a personal trainer. So I probably could have done drama at A-level and it would have been all right. That's what I was even, that's like, that brings me to that question. Like mm. what happened there? Because obviously you're saying, oh, you're not going to be actor, but then you decide. Yeah. And I did really, I did really academic A-levels as well. I did maths, physics, okay. wow. Spanish. 
sociology. That's really academic. So what happened? Like what? Like I what was, was the really plan actually? Done. To... If I'm honest, oh, I didn't tell my parents I wasn't going to go. I said I was going to do a gap year, but okay. I had zero intention of going. Like I knew I was not going. Why? Because there was nothing about uni at that time. Mm. That was attractive to me. Okay. Like I said, because I feel like, you know, both my parents were very liberal with me growing up. I was allowed to do anything I wanted. Okay. I could go out. I could yeah. go to parties. I could be yeah. with my friends. I could do anything. Okay. So I didn't need to go to uni to do that. I didn't feel like I was going to learn much there considering we already knew people who'd gone mm. and they didn't appear to me like they were doing much learning. It yeah. was way more partying and like that. Okay. And like I said, that didn't appeal to me. So I was like, so then... What so would you be thought, the point thought, of you knew it was just vibes and party. Yeah, and there's nothing wrong with that. But at yeah. the time, I was just... And also, I think because of the subjects I did being so academic, mm. I was so done with studying. I was yeah. like, I don't want to do this anymore. Mm. I want to get to making money now because yeah. this is getting very long. Mm. And I think, you know, like they speak about, there's like a few moments people have with teachers yeah. where they can like make or break you. I didn't do very well in my first year okay. of A-levels in my ASs. I did really badly. And lots of people did because we didn't understand that it wasn't just like, I think if you're naturally quite smart, mm. you can get through GCSEs without doing much work. Yeah. And that was like me and a lot of my mates. Okay. And then for A-levels though, it's not that. You you need to be like, smart and you also need to be focused and yeah. doing your homework and studying. And, and we weren't doing that. So I didn't do well. And a lot of people didn't do well in their ASs. Mm. And then, um, yeah, it was like really surprising. And so because of that, I really knuckled down in doing my A-levels, but I had a conversation with one of my teachers and I don't think she was a teacher. I think she was a careers uh, guide guidance woman. And she basically said, if you haven't done well in A-levels, I don't think that um, academia is for you. Mm -hmm. And if A-levels aren't for you, then I don't really think uni's for you. Um, say that to, so, can't say that to somebody, a yeah, student. yeah, I know, of course, you can't, <laughs> but that's not, that's not really unhelpful, even if you think that, absolutely. Yeah. And also, like, even if I didn't want to go uni, I definitely am not going now. Yeah, you just told me why, I can't like, do why it. Why are you killing dreams? Some teachers, man, I don't know, career coordinator, whatever, why are you being a dream killer at the end of the day? Is my question, yeah. And our no. school was very much geared towards like people going uni, there wasn't mm. any conversation about apprenticeships or yeah. internships or anything outside of that trajectory. And I think that's a real shame because yeah. I think so many people are better suited doing things earlier than going to yeah. uni and spending three to five years doing more studying, especially if you weren't the best at studying in the first place. Mm -hmm. Going to uni, accruing that much debt yeah. and and in a way as well, like our uni experience, if I'm honest, mm. is never going to be what our parents or mm. older, older siblings experiences was because we're in a cost of living crisis yeah. and have been since mm. I can remember now. Mm. So we're not going to get that. Yeah. So this like when our parents, like my parents were obviously vexed with me and like they were like, why do we want to go uni? It's the best time ever, like blah, blah, blah. And it's like, yeah, but it was for you because everything cost a pound yeah. and you just lived your best life. <laughs> and and like you got like a grant, you got a grant yeah. on top of, yeah. everything else and everything was way cheaper yeah. we're not living in those times yeah. so you advocating and this this i think it's really harmful that this mm. message i don't know if it still happens in schools now because i left school how long yeah. ago but this message that uni is the only thing and mm. that's it i'm really against that because that's just not true yeah. and i feel like people are learning that more now yeah, but it's a shame for a lot of people in my generation 
that didn't hear that message mm. and didn't have that option or weren't yeah. bold enough to make that. Because trust me, it wasn't an option presented to me. Yeah. Nobody was behind that choice for me. Yeah. But you have to be bold to go and take that choice. And nobody, not a lot of people did. And I do feel like now, if they could redo things, they probably would. Yeah, 100%. I've worked, I think I might have said it on the podcast a few times, I don't know if I have, but I've had a mentee at my, my last company who went through an apprenticeship. I've worked with people who didn't have a degrees and in the tech world. And as we'll, we'll reveal with your story as well, it is possible. There are other journeys, but like you said, I think, uh, I don't know if it's happening so much now. I think more and more apprenticeships are out there, mm -hmm. which is which is good, they're advocating for that. I think they're trying to do it across all industries. Um, and more and more people now realize, even now, like uni, when I went to uni, I don't want to ruin my age, it's still the price wasn't still that bad. <laughs> now it's it don't make no it almost don't make no sense unless you're going to, to very prescribed stuff like mm. maybe law or you know being Medicine. a doctor. If you're going to do like no offense a history degree, and you don't see no use in it, you've kind of get what get yourself in sixty seventy thousand pound debt to do a history history degree just to go and do what i don't know some other graduate program but i like know? it's so linked to this mentality yeah. that so sadly so many of us mm. when i say us i mean ethnic people hold where there's this belief <laughs> that degree equates to success 100%. And yeah. that it, it seeps into so much of education and like, oh, it's not, no, no, you can't just go to school. You need to go to private school. And you can't just go to private school. You need to get a degree. And yeah. you can't just get a degree. You need to, and it's like, it's so traditional. Yeah. And it is very outdated mm. for what is really happening in the world right now. Yeah. And I do feel like whilst I completely empathize when you come from a certain background and certain homes where that is the only thing being discussed and the only option you have. Because I got a lot of people where I'd have this conversation with people like around the time when I didn't go uni and not soon after that, not long after that, sorry. If I was speaking to a fellow brother or sister, they would be like, oh yeah, yeah, but that weren't an option for me. Either I go uni or I get kicked out. Yeah, it was a waste of time, but if, if I don't go uni, I, that won't happen. And it's yeah. like, yeah, but it, it wasn't an easy option for me to do yeah. that. I wasn't congratulated. Yeah. I wasn't like encouraged. I, my parents didn't make it easy for me, but I still knew I'm the one who has to sit in these lectures, mm. accrue this debt, pay off so they could be happy and tell their yeah. friends uh, that my daughter's got a degree yeah or show the picture <laughs> not in a bad way and i know and it, you have to also make peace with the fact that like you are going to disappoint your parents if yeah. you don't go that's yeah. it like my mum, she loves me to bits mm. and she loves what i've done and she's proud and but nothing will make her prouder yeah. than if she had the picture of yeah. me with the hat that's literally <laughs> it that's like one of their proudest days you know and look that's not to say that if you see, the thing about what the conversation we're having, we're mm. just saying have a choice and mm. make sure you understand yes. your choice. Yes. And it's not like pushed down from your parents. Your parents are saying you have to go to uni. Mm. It's a decision you've made mm -hmm. for yourself. And if you want to go, yeah. 100%. Yeah, do it. But it's, right? the, it's this thing where if you want to go, please be um, completely aware of the whole story. Yeah. Because there's a lot of small print. Yeah. And that isn't spoken <laughs> about. A lot of small print, yeah. Yeah, the huge debt is the biggest small print. On <laughs> so I guess, how did you get into, like, you know, becoming a personal trainer? Like, why was that, like, kind of the route? So, like I said, I always wanted to make money. So mm. I got a job when I was 16 as a lifeguard. And okay, I, I don't know why. I was thinking lifeguard. about this before I came. 
But I don't know why I knew that to make money, you needed to spend money. Yeah. I just always knew that. Mm. I think it must be because I grew up watching my mum mm. be very like that. She was in a career where she could get a job very easily. Mm. She's an occupational therapist and a psychotherapist. Mm. So she can get jobs really easily. She's constantly retraining, constantly learning more things, constantly spending money on courses okay. as if it's That's nothing. Good, yeah. So I grew up seeing that. Okay. So I just thought course, no problem, I'll do that. I'll get a job from it and I'll make the money back, no problem. So um, I did lifeguarding course, got a job, got a job in a um, like good gym chain. Yeah. And um, from there, I used to look up and see personal trainers and I was just like, I could do that. Mm. And that was it. That's how I thought about it, which yeah, was I really naive because yeah. yeah. obviously I became one and I um, will yeah. tell you the reality. Yeah. But that was, Honestly, I wish there was more like I loved fitness and this <laughs> not. It's like I looked up and I was it like, doesn't I have to that. always be a sexy story. I don't know why people, you know what, when you see somebody's bio and they try and make it sexy, you're like, come on now. Nah. It's a lot of stuff is Disney fairy tale. It's not actually, it's not like that. So I appreciate you being, <laughs> being honest about it. Sorry about that. Like I'm drinking, I'm drinking water while I'm about to ask you the question. So I guess obviously you, you went into, you know, becoming a personal trainer. Mm. And you felt like you were going to make money, but mm. then you specialize as well. What was yeah. that like reason for specializing? For the money, really. Yeah. So okay. as soon as I started, um, and this is the thing as well, mm. speaking to you now in 2024 about personal training is very yeah. different to when I did it. Okay. I did it when I was 19. So like almost 10 years ago. Yeah. Um, and it was a very different landscape. You didn't mm. see women in the gym the way that you see them now. Mm. You didn't have all these brands of clothes for gym specifically for women that didn't exist okay. you didn't have women lifting you didn't have women wanting to get a bigger bum these mm. things weren't happening okay. the only reason women would go to gym at the time mm. was to get skinny mm. and the only thing women would do in the gym at the time was go on the treadmill yeah very yeah. very rare to do anything else mm. and even down to the like real nitty-gritty of the area that you live in mm. the only place people were really women were really going gym mm. were gyms in central london yeah. because women were working in the these areas and then they were seeing these classes these things and they might from the class be like oh why don't I go into the gym floor and oh why don't I get a personal trainer yeah. this was happening so it's like when I see now people who live even in the UK but in really like far places in the UK or in outside of London or whatever don't get me wrong Barnet was bordering outside of the UK <laughs> like people are not going to yeah. understand in the same way that they did when I was like in yeah. London, it was just a complete difference. Like I would literally go on the tube from Barnet to Angel where I worked mm -hmm. and you would see the difference in terms of how people were treating fitness. And like you'd get up, like as you get closer uh, to Angel, okay. everyone would be in gym gear before work starts, ready to go straight to the gym and whatever. Okay. Nobody was doing that in, in like the outskirts yeah. of London because okay. that's not a dumb thing. Yeah. Like, you just don't, it don't make sense. Like my dad for the life of him still to this day cannot understand why a person yeah. would pay to get a personal trainer. He thinks you're stupid if you do that. That's honestly, that's how he sees it. And that's not an uncommon perspective yeah. for a lot of our parents. Yeah. So I say all this to say, if you are going to be a personal trainer in such a saturated environment as yeah, it is now, as it is way now, more saturated than when I was, yeah. there, and it was saturated then, then you need to think about all of the logistics that happen. You're not going to be successful if you're just going to stick to one environment, mm. think you're going to make it there. Yeah, 
things have changed now where almost every woman I know, regardless of if she's like a stay at home mum, works in the city, works, at home, whatever she does, she probably wants to go to the gym or yeah. get comfortable in the gym environment, which is really good. And I'm so happy about that. However, you have to take into account the logistics of where you're doing things, even yeah. on a geographical level. And then if you're working in a gym, what does this, what gym, what this gym, how does it make money? Mm. Does it make money from uh, swimming lessons? Does it make money from tennis lessons it has or courts? Does it make money from the fact that there's a spa here? Yeah. How does it make money? Okay. And then situate yourself in that place. Because that was what I did. I looked okay. at it and I was like, okay, like I said, I worked for a big brand. So brand I worked at one. I don't really want to say. Okay. I can, <laughs> but I'm not. Okay. Can you, you don't have to say that the brand. Yeah. I'm not going to say that, but it yeah. was a big one and okay. it was I like think we can elite. Imagine. Yeah. Think of the ones that you know. Uh, that are Like more expensive. You yes. Okay. That okay. wellness center level okay, of like think, spa yeah. jacuzzi steam room whatever and there's bare of them all okay. across the country uh, yeah probably have whatever oh, one you're thinking your of is <laughs> and um yeah i worked in the one in mill hill okay but they made their most money from swimming lessons because okay. there was, it's like a family club mm. so i moved to the one in angel and that one makes their, mo their mo most of their income from personal training so already I was okay. like, okay, this is where I need to be. Okay. They also have a lack of women there mm. at the time, women personal trainers. Mm. So you're going to stand out that way as well. Yeah. And I had to like feel out. This is why I said all my learning came from that experience. It was hard graft. I was up at 5am because obviously I lived in the other end of the Northern Line. Yeah. I need to be ready for your clients coming in at six before they have their first mm. meeting or whatever. Because yeah. these lot work from like early doors, corporate bankers, whatever they might be. And then you're going to be back to back until lunchtime. And then at lunchtime, you're going to have your lunchtime crew. And then after lunch, you're going to have a lull until you have your evening crew. And it's all about how much hours you're willing to put in. Yeah. And if you aren't ready to go up to somebody, inter interrupt them with whatever they're doing, mm. make them take their headphone out and say, would you like some personal training? Mm. You're not going to make any money. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's not a measure of how uh, good you are, at how well you know your body, how well you know anatomy and physiology and nutrition. And it's not a measure of that. It's a measure of how confident you are and how well can you sell. Yeah. And so that brings me to why I decided to um, specialize because in that environment, mm. there's always going to be someone better than you at selling, but you need to stand out and you need to have a niche. Okay. And that was a massive niche for me. And it worked really well. Yeah. So um, yeah, I was really successful. I really, when I say successful, you would look at success now with personal training as what's your Instagram mm. like following <laughs> and what's your TikTok and how, what's your content. Yeah. But what if you're really in the personal training mm. world, the success comes from how much money are you making okay. and how many clients do you have that are consistent and will follow you wherever you go. And I was doing well on that front. Mm. And this was again before Instagram really kicked yeah. off. So I was privy to a lot of business knowledge, I would say, because I was training some of the most successful people you would ever mm. come across. I would have come across that 19, to, I would never have met these people. Do you know what I mean? I'm friends with some of them to this day still. Okay, wow. And that got me really aware of a lot of things really soon even talking about things like finances and investing all of them it's not a question about have they got a lisa an isa a finance guy that's like a given with yeah. them they've all got you know pensions that are really accumulate that four or five that mm. accumulate and their personal one and their private one and just so many things that you aren't in the rooms to know yeah. until you are around people who know yeah and um yeah and i i got a lot of exposure to things i would never have had mm. exposure to yeah
How do you feel like you you grew from that? Because um, you were saying that obviously you had to, um, you know, as a personal trainer, especially it sounds like what you were talking about was it's more about doing some of the more important business, let's say business aspects of it, right? Selling to people, um, you know, convincing somebody in a certain way, right? Connecting, um, building that rapport. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. How do you feel like you, you, you grew, I guess? It made me really good at that. Like, yeah. I'm really good at that. Okay. Um, do you feel like you were good at it at the start? I, like, I had a personality okay. where I could speak to anybody. Okay. But it made me understand how to be strategic with that. Okay. And it made me know very early how important the power of being on your A game is. Mm. And that's what I think. Like of all of the industries and of all of the first jobs and first careers and first things a person can have, I think personal training in that way, in that environment is a really good one. I feel like you're going to get a lot out of it in terms of life experience and exposure. And so, yeah, I think like it taught me the power of being able to advocate for yourself, Mm. being able to talk about how good you are, which is something that people find really Uh, uncomfortable. Yeah, Yeah, a lot of people do. And that I can do that really easily. I don't because it obviously (laughs) upsets you, people, but I could if I needed to. To them, because you have to sell yourself, Absolutely. Why can I? And even in the field that I'm in now, which we'll probably get onto, it's a massive skill yeah. because in tech, people typically that work in tech are people who are more introverted mm. and they are people that struggle to shout about their achievements, especially mm. women, and ask for a pay rise and yeah. say why you deserve this. I can do that very yeah. easily, too easily sometimes. And I have that skill yeah. because of what I had to do yeah. To, with um, yeah, personal training. And also, I think the other aspect as well is like hard graft, mm. like physical you mm. need to be in shape. You need yeah. to be disciplined. You need to look good and you need to be fit and yeah. you need to be your own brand and you need to always think about that. You need to know who that you have eyes on you watching mm. what you do and stuff. It's important to have exposure to that mm. and also know how to have a boundary with that because yeah. you could let that run your whole life and then you have no joy in life yeah. as some personal trainers do yeah. in, at some point. But you need to have a boundary with that and get comfortable with knowing and mm. yeah. I respect it. And I, I respect the fact that you said that you have to be fit because I've seen, uh, honestly, I think that's one of the most important things. Like, how are you going to train somebody and you're not you are really your own your advice, right? Especially it's a physical thing, right? It's a physical thing. You're going to say to somebody, look, I know how to get you from X to Y. And then they look at you and be like, what? And I do think that is due to the fact that there yeah. is like personal training is such an accessible career to go into. Yeah. Was it that accessible back then as well? Yes. Okay, okay. I would say it was more accessible then because there were less people doing it. Uh, okay, I was yeah. of the wave of like, we need more of you. Yeah. So hurry up and let us mm. get you in kind of thing. Mm. Whereas now you aren't going to be brought in as easily, but the standard for you is even higher. Yeah. But you could also go online and get it a bit easier. Yeah. So it's like a new, literally, exactly. So it's like a new... It's a new world that yeah. we are entering, but it doesn't mean that there aren't also rules here. Yeah. Because like you said, the, the currency now is about how big is your following, how big mm. is your presence. I didn't have to worry about any of that when I was a personal trainer. That's crazy, I was making right? real money and I didn't know. Obviously it helped. Yeah. I was lucky again and knew, like it was a new, like none of the personal trainers I worked with had Instagram. They would laugh at me because I would make content and they'd be really? like, oh, for, uh, like your lunch today, did you? Yeah. Because I'd put a story, because it was that, it was that time That's when it was crazy. weird. It was weird to have Instagram. Yeah. Like it was still weird to post a picture of yourself. It was like a bit cloudy. 
pouty. Do you know what I mean? That was the time. Like <laughs> now, was... if you don't have that, exactly, you probably you might not even get a business. Exactly. Honestly. So that's Crazy. why it was a blessing yeah. because nobody was doing it, so I stood out, mm. and a curse because none of your current people understood yeah. what you were doing. Yeah. So. Yeah, like if I look back at some of the views I would get on my old videos, I would get like 30,000 views on some old videos that had no edit, no nothing. Like I'm talking over the whole thing, like it, because it was so new to everyone. They were like, what? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So, yeah, there was basically I say that to say that there are always new rules of where you are and what you're doing. Yeah. And you just have to learn what they are yeah. and then you can manipulate it to do what you want it to do. Yeah. So what happened? Why did you decide to leave? That? Oh yes, yeah, it was oh, it was great. Then? But also, it's what's your definition of well? Like I said, I well, was. I guess time, your, what's your definition? My definition of well. I mean, you said you were successful, so that's was why I'm successful using, yeah. with yeah. money and yeah. getting what I needed to from the industry. Yeah. But it came to a point where you're only going to get to that next level mm. of let's call it um, better income yeah. or um, residual income if you are willing to make content, fitness content regularly in a okay. certain way, looking a certain way 100% of the time. And I will be the first to hold my hands up and say, as a woman, it is bordering dangerous mm. to look cut and fit and not, okay, not fit, but to look cut and have mm. abs coming through 100% of the time. Mm. Because like we have periods, we have fluctuating weight, we have so many things going on with our body that it, you're just not going to have a good quality of life yeah. if that's your whole focus. Like you think like going out to eat and like drinking or not getting enough sleep, yeah. training every day. It's a massive, it's a massive undertaking mm. for you and your body, your mental, your physical and your everything. So it got to a point with how things were, unless you're going to do that, Maya, this is never going to get you to where you want it to get you. Yeah. Not to mention, I was at a stage where I wanted to get a mortgage. And I was in a unique position because, like I said, unlike most of my peers, I hadn't gone to uni, so I'm not in debt. Mm. I have been working since I was 18, so I have got money. Mm -hmm. I, I've lived at home. Like, I'm in a good position here. But if I carry on with personal training, it's going to be very hard for me to get a mortgage because it's, it's not counted in the same way as having a nine to five is. Yeah. It's a lot harder, as you'll know, to prove your income if you're self-employed. Mm. So I was like, what can I do? I need to do something else now. I need to do a nine to five, but that terrifies me because I've never done a nine to five. Yeah, and I'm nice. 20, like three, like I've never done a nine to five at this point. I've only had life experience of self-employed, like active working, not in front of a desk kind of job. I don't understand like what all these like office politics things you're talking about. are. Oh, don't make sense to me. And like not being able to go on holiday when I want to go on. Like, yeah. I don't understand that. So it was all like, what can I do? That's going to give me the most benefits. What industry can I get into now that I'm going to do well in? What are the rules here? And I was like tech. So, um, I did a course, mm. a boot camp course where, um, I did three different, projects within the course mm -hmm. to showcase your skills of coding so i learned to code yeah. um html css python javascript i did a bit of sql uh these are all like coding languages by the way <laughs> it's so, these are buzzwords now. Yeah, like, exactly. I'm, I'm sure most people have heard of yeah exactly of, 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 that's not even yeah. that impressive like a couple years ago people <laughs> were like wow nobody even flinches now. i was like yeah and what was your last pro what have you what's your github that's yeah so yeah learned all of that and then um got my first role mm. and i realized on the course that i can code and i like i said to you before like i think that anybody can code if yeah. you're committed enough you can learn 
but it's about what suits your personality best. Mm. And for me, I was much more suited in the translation, solution focused analysis area. Mm -hmm. And that's what's led me to um, becoming like on the journey of becoming a solution architect. So yeah, I got my first role as a, uh, like in the kind of business analyst space okay then my yeah then my second role was like a technical analyst okay and now i'm technical architect and next will be solution architect and that's that's a crazy trajectory Mm. and i'll I'll break it down if like i'm i'm sure some people if they're in a tech world they understand what we're we're talking about Mm. but actually i just want to go back rewind a little bit yeah and just break down something so obviously you said that you did the boot camp right mm-hmm. you you did all this, this model are you comfortable saying how much you paid yeah you six grand okay. you pay six grand okay cool mm. and it sounded like you got i guess my question is the first job how did you do it because that's what people want to know yeah how did you get that first job between the boot camp mm-hmm. and because that's that's the gap right for mm-hmm. most people they're like okay i want to get into tech industry there's all this, and we'll talk about like like what can people do today to get into it. But like, I guess, how did Maya do it? So remember, I said that when I became a personal trainer, yeah. I got really good. You said, "What was what did you grow from mm. personal training?" And yeah. I said, "I got really good at being very strategic with my connections mm. with people." So I leveraged that skill when I entered tech. Oh, this is a brand new industry. I don't know anyone here. Yeah. I don't know how things work here mm-hmm. in fitness. To this day, fitness people watching will tell you. If you've been in the game long enough, you can get a job very easily. Someone will be needing classes taught over there and you'll know someone who works there or you worked with somebody once at somewhere and you covered a class together. And so you can, it becomes a small community, especially in London, where you've got a friend for somebody, for, for anything, and you can get a job quickly and easily. That's, I knew I needed to replicate that in tech. And I think everyone should know or should aim to replicate that in whatever field you're in. You should always be able to get a job quickly in your field. I think that's a good way to live personally. Mm-hmm. So I was like, what can I, like you said, exactly. What skills do you have from personal training that you can use here? Chatting. I know how to chat to people. Okay. I know how to make friends. I know how to network. I can do that really well. So I got on LinkedIn and made my LinkedIn look good. And something that was really good about this course, because probably people are probably thinking nowadays in today's climate, you can learn how to code for free on YouTube. Why did you pay that money? I was a brand, I was a novice to tech and I had no idea. And again, think back, this is pre-pandemic. This mm. is like five years ago, probably. Yeah. How old am I now? Yeah, five years ago. these things weren't as um, accessible in the way they are now. So even though I probably at that point still could have got something for much cheaper, Mm. you wouldn't have got the standard of what I needed to get me a role. I I knew I need a job here. It's not like, I remember I was earning real money as a personal trainer as well. So I need something that's going to match that and I need everything else that comes with it. So I'm not trying to do like the start a job and whatever. I want to go straight in at like a respectable Mm. level. I wasn't going to get that from a free bootcamp course. And I think this is an important thing. Whilst these things are available now, you've got to look at what your needs are. How do you personally learn Mm. and what are what is on offer here and I knew I need hand holding in this I don't know anything here Mm -hmm. I need to have something that's going to regularly check my skills Mm -hmm. the projects I need um mentoring they gave me mentoring I need a community people I can message when I'm having a problem they give you that and I I got all my needs met in that Mm -hmm. so that's why the six grand made sense for me Mm -hmm. and I had it because I've been working Mm -hmm. for so long so it wasn't a problem for me so your question was how did I make the get the first job I joined all the networking events I could find. Okay. I got my LinkedIn in a good shape. 
I joined a group called Coding Black Females, okay. which has been a massive help for me throughout my entire co uh, tech career. Mm -hmm. And that helped. And yeah. my first job came from someone posting in the group saying, is anybody looking? I was desperately looking for jobs. And I say desperate. It was a two weeks of my life where I was like, oh my God, I really need a job. But for me, who's mm. always had a job quickly yeah, in that industry, that was like, I was yeah. like, what's going on? Yeah, I don't know how yeah, to yeah. function here. <laughs> and it wasn't even that like I had money rolling. It was more like I uh, always feel safe that I can do this because yeah. it, all it matters is on me talking about myself and proving in mm. front of you that I know what I'm doing. Yeah. I can teach a class or I can train someone. Yeah. I can show you that. I can't show you that with this tech thing yeah. yet. Yeah. I'm not there. So like I need to bring in basically. And someone posted in the group saying, is anyone looking for my company's hiring? Um, another massive point to remember with tech roles and anybody getting into tech, people who are um, working for companies, the company gives that person a finder's fee if yeah, you are successful. Referral fee, yeah, yeah. So they are happy to chat to you. I tell everybody, everyone always says to me, how did you get into tech? Blah, 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 blah. Message people on LinkedIn. Why are people scared to do that? Message people, people on LinkedIn. People are so scared. Message oh them my on God. LinkedIn do you know how many people and told say, I see in the role yeah. that looks good to me. Do you mind having a coffee? Can we have a, chat, have a chat about it? And whatever, every single role I've got in tech has been because I've followed up on LinkedIn, I've applied, and then I've found the hiring manager on LinkedIn and I've said, hello, my name's Maya. They've seen my LinkedIn profile, which looks good. Mm. And, the, and I'm like, I've just sent an application across just so you can put a face to the name to the face of the name. And every single time that has done me so many favors because it shows such initiative from you. It shows confidence and they can put a face in the name mm. so they're like oh okay yeah she's the one who, who messaged us or even if you want to get down to like tick boxing tokenism there's that brown girl that'll look good for us yeah. let's hire her yeah. do you know what i mean and again i have no problem with people doing that i think you should do that why shouldn't we be in these spaces mm. like if they're gonna if it's gonna be reverse discrimination or whatever i'm with it <laughs> so <laughs> so yeah like that's 100. that's oh, literally man. it i yeah. just think that um that's how i got my first job okay. i i saw that's and i'm not saying that that was the only reason i yeah. you have to be good and you have yeah. to know and you have to prepare and you have to take this seriously yeah. and i did and i had to do a um my first job was their first interview, mm. a um, practical, mm. a test. Okay. You know, tech roles, like yeah, there's like yeah. six stages. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. this was like, again, new for me. And yeah. every single one I prepared for, I checked, I test. I, I, you do the work, obviously. But that first bring in, mm. even if you're not successful, what it will do for your confidence to just even get an interview. Yeah. Go for interviews. Even if you don't want the job, go for the experience. Mm. And then you can say, oh yeah, I interviewed with blah, blah, blah. And you don't know what that will do for you. Like it's all about mm. just putting yourself out there yeah. is the best thing. But yeah, so that was my first role. Okay. And then wow. um, the second role started looking, putting out emails, rejection, rejection, rejection. Mm. Like another massive thing. If you're doing mass applications, put a spreadsheet together of the companies that you've contacted, the person, the contact that you've got there and the verdict and how quickly they got back to you because you never know when you're gonna need that spreadsheet of contacts again, especially in tech. So um, started doing that, loads of rejections. And then suddenly I got one like positive, yeah, yeah. we want you for an interview. And then I got like six positives you just, okay. you just need one honestly yeah. and then they all start flowing and yeah. they start flowing because you don't act as desperate anymore yeah and you're just confident and you're riding that and mm. then you start getting all the offers and it's great mm. so yeah that was how the second one came no bring in just from me 
putting out the experience already right? had experience yeah, yeah. but put out the email yeah. applied followed up on linkedin hi my name is my i just sent an application the linkedin thing and then, gem, do you not do the linkedin no no okay <laughs> wow. i've not had to i'm looking at these lot yeah i've not had to so I'm, I'm, I'm unfortunate yeah no but, you... <laughs> but I, I i think i might look Definitely. into that that sounds that's a gem i can't 100%. lie that's a gem yeah and i'm very poignant with my questions as yeah. well where I will say to somebody, mm. how much do you get paid? Mm. If we're going for the role, I'll say how much for do you get paid. Yes. Because <laughs> I love it. Otherwise, yeah. you continue this thing, especially mm. as a woman, there is a gender pay gap. Mm. Women are paid less than men on in a lot of fields yeah. and in tech, it happens. In tech, yeah, it does. It's still so yeah, yeah. it's a massive thing. And men love to say, oh, but there are some fields where... We're not talking about those. We're talking about the majority mm. where the fields are men earning more than women for no reason other than the fact that you're a man. Mm. We also have women likely at some point potentially want to have a child. What's the maternity benefits yeah. here? They want to, we all want to have good healthcare. What's your benefit? What's your private healthcare? Are you doing this? You do ask these questions and don't be scared to ask them. I don't know why, like that's a bad thing to do, but you need to, you need to know these things before you go into somewhere and you don't have the knowledge. And I then agree. you're looking around thinking, oh, why am I still here after three yeah. years and I've got nothing for it? And yeah. someone's over there who's just done a course, messaging the group chat and she's like, do you know it's what I mean? It's true. No, it's true. Because a lot of people are going to be listening to this like, what? You ain't got a tech degree. <laughs> you ain't got no tech degree. Like, how did you do this? Like, and they 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 probably got maybe tech degree, and they're like, "What's going on here?" Honestly, confidence. Yeah. I would say whatever you're gonna spend money on next, mm. whether it be a holiday, going out, doing this, whatever, invest in whatever you need to do to make you feel strong enough to send about 10 LinkedIn messages. Yeah. That'll be more, that'll be money spent better than anything else. Because yeah. when you're not afraid to do that, I've got friends now who are still scared to do that and they're big, big in their tech Why? careers. They're scared. I should What's ask you, why don't you do the LinkedIn? I don't do it because I didn't think of it. Okay. But I've had people come up to me and I've also advised people to do it as well to like, okay, if you want to go into this industry, do it. Because I've said, look, I've had a lot of people come up to me mm. and I've always been nice to them mm. and said, yeah, I'm, Oh, so you're not talk. scared. You wouldn't be scared. No, I'm to. not scared to. I just never thought of it. Oh, fine. I've never, you know what? Yeah. I don't use LinkedIn the way. You should use LinkedIn. Yeah. <laughs> like I should be using LinkedIn like how I use Instagram. Yeah. Yes. But absolutely. I just don't, I just don't, I've never really thought of it. I know some people really Someone do, gave so me is, some massively yeah. good advice early doors. Yeah. And they said to me, are you on LinkedIn? This was when I was a personal yeah. trainer. And I was like, nah, that's not really for me. Like, I'm a personal trainer. Like, why does it? And they were like, this is the biggest problem with your generation. Mm. You are looking for jobs. You're trying to get, and I was at the time getting personal training from professional people. Why aren't you where the professional people are? Right, yeah, that's a good question. And it's the same the for LinkedIn, literally, they're not on Instagram, yeah. they're not on the, those lives, yeah. they're there, <laughs> and that's why. And it, on Snapchat, it baffles me. People our age have Snapchat, but you don't have LinkedIn, yeah, yeah. You gotta have LinkedIn, LinkedIn is is, is crazy, but you that's know, it's not enough to have LinkedIn anymore. Yeah. You gotta use it, you, well. gotta, you gotta use it, so yeah. Um. The second role was like that. And then, yeah, like I said, I was very poignant with questions mm. and very bullish with my demands mm. because I was confident, yeah. too confident. 
and I had okay. to, I got humbled and I had to learn that, okay, How did yeah. You get humbled? Like, what because I got made redundant. And second role. In second role. Okay. And that was a massive hit to mm. my confidence. And that is something that happens very, very regularly in the tech mm. industry. Mm. It's a very fast paced Which we'll talk about. Thing. Yeah. There's yeah. been a, a, more layoffs this year. Literally. I talked about it. In a few episodes ago for 2023, there's a lot. It's already started this year mm -hmm. too, yeah. Well, we can talk about it now. Let's yeah. go straight into it now. No, no, no. I wanted to hear you. Okay, story. fine. All right. Because cool. I was going to ask that, you some fine. questions about okay, it. Cool. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. basically, when you come to working in tech, mm. you have to look at, this is all new information I've learned now, by the way, from my experience, that you have to look at the what you want from this role, how long term you want it to be. Mm. And if that company, not the role, the company can provide that for you. Mm. Is it a startup? If it's a startup, you're likely to have good money, good benefits, lots of fun, great trips, but it probably won't be long-term mm. because the money's gonna run out or they're gonna get acquired and there's gonna be a restructure, something's gonna happen. Yeah. You're probably not gonna live that life for long, but live that life mm. while it lasts and don't think it's gonna be a long-term thing. So if you're in a stage where you are maybe wanting to start having a family or start getting pregnant, maybe a startup, although it's gonna give you the most money and all those things isn't the best if maternity pay is important to you. Yeah. If it's not, live your life, babe. But if it is, bear that in mind. Big companies. Big companies are great. You will get benefits. You won't get as much money as you would in a uh, startup or the, uh, those other places, but you'll get benefits. You'll have access to a lot of different trainings to upskill. You'll get um, lots of like company experience. Mm. And that's important. Having a company's name on your CV gets you a long yeah. way. And there's people there who would have gone and done all the startup life and this life and that life and then they've landed in this long stint at a company so they're going to be full of wisdom and a lot of knowledge however the big companies you are going to be a cog in a massive wheel so you will it will be harder for you to stand out yeah. it will be harder for you to get a promotion maybe mm -hmm. it'll be harder to do things that were easier to do in smaller companies but again that's about the phase of life that you're in mm. if you're in a stage where you have maybe got some kids at this point or want to start having kids or you want to just take things easy and focus on a side business or whatever maybe a big company is for you because yeah. right now you're going to get a decent income you're going to get everything that you need met and you, it's just going to be a bit of a slower pace and yeah. if you really want to shine then you it'll be harder to do so here but it's not impossible mm big company and then you've got the middle ground mm. and the middle ground i would say is probably the scariest place to be because you don't know what's going to happen yeah they look like a startup but they sound like a big company and so that's where you have your yeah. problem where you might not see it coming and you might get like 10 layoffs one week and mm. you'd be like what yeah. i thought we were like i thought we were good like what's happened here so that's been my knowledge of that i've learned so far in my very small tech career yeah um although very filled <laughs> with lots of things as mm. you can hear and um um, I would recommend just always thinking when you're going to start a role, what is my phase that I'm in right now and what job suits that best? Yeah. Yeah. That's what Gosh. I'd say. How did you bounce back from it? Like that? <sighs> That's like, such how a good did you question. do that? Because you, you got uh, your next gig was great. It's a great gig. Solution mm. on the track to solution. No, no, no. That was not my next gig. That wasn't the gig I'm in now. Is okay. that? But that okay. gig was a. I thought that I was broken at the time. Yeah. That was a technical analyst gig, mm. um, and I was so broken because I had been. This is like what I'm saying about these like startup kind of companies. You become a big fish very quickly, mm. and I was. I was a rock star there. Mm. Like everyone appreciated what I did internally. I was revered. Everything was great. 
but it was just that the company's not making money. Mm. So if they're not making money, it don't matter how good you are, yeah. they can't pay you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Cuts need to be made. Yeah. So the bounce back was a tough one because it hit my confidence. I took it very personally, which you should not do but I did. And it's hard not to. Not a lot of people understand it unless mm. you've been through it, especially if you're a high achiever and you've always placed your worth on things like how well you do at work. And as most of us do coming yep. from homes we come from, like it's all about achievement. And if you've been told you're not working here anymore, you can't help but think, that's because I've done something wrong. And it's not because of that. It's because they don't have enough money for you. That's it. But I didn't know that at the time and I was really upset about it. So I was in a place where I was starting to desperation apply because I was like, I've got a mortgage. How am I going to pay my mortgage? I might, I can't pay my mortgage. And then we might lose the house. And then we this, and then we, and you just start catastrophizing. And my boyfriend was literally like, what are you talking about? Like, our mortgage is not something you need to worry about mm. because even if you were to leave tomorrow, they still have to pay you for three months of your um, yeah. contract. You, We will have enough to cut. It's not like we'd even like our mortgage could be paid with one of our salaries. Mm. It don't, you, you don't worry. Do you know what I mean? But you start panicking and worrying and then you start desperation applying to everything you see. Mm. And then you feel worse when you don't get it and you get rejected because you're, you did them a favor by applying and you're rejecting me as well. Mm. So am I just bad? And then that plays into you being less confident. And that's, this is what I'm saying about I got yeah. humbled. So all of that like bossy ball stuff I was saying before <laughs> was like on the floor. Okay. Um, yeah. But it doesn't mean I was wrong for being like that. Yeah. I was, it was good. And I'm like that again now, but I'm just like that with a bit more strategy. Yeah. And strategy, but you reality as exactly. well. Exactly. Yeah. And knowing when you need to pay your yeah. bills and do yeah. what you've got to do to do that. And yeah. where, knowing when you're going for your dream job and the phase you're in so i had a epiphany because i was at afro nation and my friend who i was with was we were talk the whole time we were there before we got there i was really depressed about this whole job situation this is obviously afro nation and i had another holiday after i was all but way before any of this stuff happening happened at work so the whole time i was really upset about it then obviously afro nation was amazing and um on the last day after we were just chilling at the beach and she was like right let's talk about your job thing because i know it's like gonna happen to you again when you go back home and i was just like okay and then she's like we're gonna make a list we're gonna make a list of all the things that your next job must have. Mm. And we're gonna make a list of all the things that'll be a nice to have. We're gonna write them in different colors. And I was like, all right, cool, let's go. And we started writing. And then um, I was like, a nice to have is that I need it to be a place with like a lot of women. That's a nice to have. And she's like, I've listened to you all week. That's not a nice to have for you. You need that. Like you not stop going on about it. And I was like, all right. So that ended up on my must have list. And then we went through loads of things. I was like, I need there to be a good maternity policy. I need there to be a good pay. I need there to be good training. And I need there to be all these things I needed. That shifted something for me in my brain. And I, I recommend everyone do that. When you're in your worst place of how am I going to pay my bills? This is so scary. Write down what you definitely need to have in your next job and write down what you think you, is nice to have. Yeah. And you'll realize that there's a lot more that you actually need than is nice to have. Mm. Anyway, I came back and I went on a site called Hacker Job. I don't know if you've heard of it. I have, I think. Yeah. It takes out the anxiety of applying for jobs for okay. you because you put your profile on there yeah. and then the company contacts you. Oh. So when you're in a place where you're really depressed and you think really like lowly that. of yourself, you use that and you're like, okay, so I put something on there. And I didn't get anything back. And I was like, this doesn't make sense because that profile looks really good. Why am I not getting anything back? So due diligence, I 
messaged the person. I was like, hiya, the support team. I was like, I'm not getting anything back from my profile. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure I should be. Like, I've got a good, I've written good stuff on there. Yeah. Why am I not getting anything back? And he called me and he was like, okay, I would recommend trying this, this and this. And I was like, okay. He was like, just update this, yeah. change your search to this, refine that. Little things. Uh-huh. I was like, cool. Two days later, I was about to get on a flight for another holiday. Mm. And I got a message from somebody saying, hi, my, I've just seen your profile. We'd love to chat to you. Are you available? Mm. And I was like, I'm going on holiday tomorrow, but I'm really available. It will just be like a phone call though. I'll be by the beach. Is that fine? And she was like, yeah, yeah, sure. No worries. Just an inch, like into first call, introductory call. Mm. And we had a call and she really liked me and I work there now. Okay. Wow. <laughs> that was it. So that's how I bounced back. Hacker job is uh, huh. hacker job is a really good, really good yeah. um source, I'd okay. say. Because you get them contacting you and it's like they've read what you've written. Yeah. So you don't have to go through that whole explanation and why and this and that. They wouldn't come to you unless you sounded good. Yeah. And also like, you know, again, a massive tool in tech, following up. It's not just in tech, this is everything. And I think mm. personal training taught me this as yeah. well, because you've got to be quite aggressive <laughs> but follow up people are busy they forget your email yeah. like the amount of times i've forgotten things i've seen it on a monday and tuesday morning i'm yeah, like shit forget, yeah. like you need to follow up with people make things easier for people so they remember you and they know what they need to get back to you on and that really helped me so amazing yeah wow you yeah you're yeah you've definitely got a lot of resilience um and you've definitely <laughs> had a lot of experience this being like your 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 third job and I, I'm glad that you kind of spoke about it because like I was saying before like the redundancy things happening again um in with big tech it's not as much as it was last year um and it's a big it's, it's, a, it's the big ones Google the Microsofts um actually I think I've got a few notes here so this year huh, so about apparently but this is global I'm mm-hmm, saying this mm-hmm. right so 104 tech companies have laid off about 28,000 workers in 2024 right and i guess for them it's like any other company they have costs right 100%. as well and sometimes what happens you know covid um so redundancies have always happened in tech mm-hmm. but covid kind of created this thing where a lot of them got excited mm. and they started thinking that the demand grew rapidly and it started hiring a lot mm. but not only that tech changes a lot yeah as well so i saw an article on Bloomberg the other day where they were like, I can't remember, they were ditching another area of tech. I can't remember oh. what it was. And they're like, okay, we're now hiring AI. That mm. That's the next thing. Mm. So that's what happens mm-hmm. with tech. It just very quickly Absolutely. changes. You know, AI, I'm not saying that it, it won't, it will always be there, but right now it's hype, mm. right? Yeah. So what's going to happen is they're going to hire a bunch yeah. and then in the future they're going to be like, well, we don't, don't need, need this you many. Anymore, yeah. Boom. Exactly. And just, just go out. So it's something you got to definitely be um, mindful of. What I wanted to ask you, right? What's, what do you think are like, you're, you're, you're going down the solution architect, but I'm sure that you must have, you know, this thought too. And I've, I've been doing a bit of research, but what, what are like, do you feel are like the most valuable tech skills for you to kind of, like today, because I know it will change again. Mm. Like today, what do you think are like the most, I guess, tech top tech skills that you, somebody should look towards? Like languages or anything? anything. Okay, be, I think it could be area, something, languages. Yeah, yeah, something really not spoken about enough mm. with tech is knowing how to word mm. what you're looking for okay. in Google. Something as okay. simple as that. When you get into tech, it's all about 
Googling it to find out what the answer is. <laughs> and if it's not Google, chat GPT. If yeah. it's not chat GPT, some kind of search engine, yeah. reading, speaking to, whatever. You need to learn how you can frame your question mm. to get the answer that you're looking for. Mm. Because you're in tech, yeah. you... Even though it seems normal to us because yeah. we're in tech, yeah. the majority of the world are still not in tech. Yeah. And therefore, what you're saying sounds really weird. Mm. You can be Googling something as easy to us, like um, how do I, if I'm doing a for loop in JavaScript, mm. how am I going to make this error not happen, for example? That's quite a simple thing with context, obviously, yeah. to understand. But Google isn't going to recognize that in the same way as what color are yellow dogs for example that's like a more of a normal request for google whereas coding questions are still quite strange yeah. so there's not quite that refining for the searches as there are for every other area mm. of things i yeah. think I'm, so yeah. knowing how to google a question or knowing how to google something you need to know yeah. and knowing how to use things like stack overflow and these like help sites and forums in tech is super super valuable because you're going to need the help you all the help you can get yeah so knowing how to ask the right question to lead you to the slack channel where everybody there knows what you're talking about is really really helpful yeah. and also i'd say in tech this it's a strange one because i haven't given answers of like hard you know like learn this language or whatever because like mm. you say that's almost pointless advice because yeah. everything changes so quickly mm. after you've got html css and javascript i would say from that point you need to just be able to pick up languages as you need them. Do you know what I mean? And I feel like if you have that as a foundation, you should be able to. Yeah. So beyond that, in terms of soft skills, building rapport with people mm. and learning how to manage egos yeah. is a massive Very thing in tech. And um, that's something that I'm still learning and yeah. still, you know, learning to be less reactive, mm. learning to take things less personal. Yeah, you're telling Learning this, to yeah, be yeah, a, chat, a lot yeah. more like calm about yeah. things because like i said i'm coming from an environment where i'm the boss i don't have to check with you if i need to go on holiday or do like do you know what i'm saying so it's hard <laughs> to then reframe yourself yeah. into a new environment where there are rules here mm. you can't speak to everybody like that and you need to this and you need and, and don't get me wrong your ability to be so bold or all those things is is great mm. but you need to also know how you to adhere and yeah. play things as they need to be played so i'd yeah. say my advice is learn how to Google things or ask questions in an appropriate way and also um, learn how to advocate for yourself as you need to. Yeah, I definitely I definitely agree with that, I think. And I definitely want to touch more about like the pros and cons. Mm. But before that, because mm. I did a bit of research, I want to just okay. let, 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 let obviously the audience know. Again, this is subject to, like we said, this thing changes so much. So AI is like the most popular before that, I think it was cloud computing. Before that, it was big data. Those are still relevant. Mm -hmm. Cloud cloud is still oh, relevant. Yeah. Big data is still relevant. It's not just going to go away. It's just the buzzwords. So when it's like a non-tech company, those, those non-tech companies become more focused on the yeah. buzzwords. So AI, like all the non-tech companies exactly. are like AI. We so they kind of almost forget right about cloud computing. And even though they're still relevant, mm -hmm. people still be hiring about it. Mm -hmm. So that's how it kind of works. Like with ChatGPT, oh my gosh. Oh, every, every everybody wanted to do has something made our company included uh, their own version of chat gpt yeah so in terms of the research that i found so ai goes out saying mm -hmm. uh, AI's, ai is going to probably be 
it will always be there, I think. There's obviously different artificial intelligence, which I'm not going to go into. This is not what this episode is about. But I was doing some research, right, on... Um, so CW Jobs was, like, talking about, like, most valuable tech skills and giving, like, average salaries, right? Again, subjects to change. So p- please, people, take this picture of salt and do your own research. But AI was one of the most uh, valuable tech skills. Average salary of 63000 they were saying. Big data... 67,000 cloud computing 57,000 cybersecurity which I think is going to become way more important yeah, for sure. especially if we if we you know if you think about this whole um let's say metaverse let's say that mm. does happen mm-hmm. gonna need more security totally everything right? is so yeah it's crazy they say that like war is now going to become more cyber wars mm, actually I was so, on a call today yeah about how I can't talk about it yeah. in that much detail but yeah. something could be used and there was a debate whether it's going to be used just the hardware because mm. the hardware comes from china and yeah, because hardware from china yeah. has got inbuilt hard code yeah. which says that any data you collect you must give back to the government okay there's going to be a conversation about yeah. Even if it's just the hardware, so it's yeah. nothing to do with the app or the mm. software or anything. It's not operating system, nothing yeah. on there. But the hardware alone coming from certain countries, mm. not just China, anywhere else that mm. is deemed, you know, dangerous yeah. from a cyber perspective, we might not be able to use that yeah. and have our own stuff on it. So then what does that mean for iPhones, mm. for all the things that we rely on, our tablets, our mm. everything? How is that going to be? Is there going to be more taxes on there? Is there going to be sanctions on how we use yeah. it? Is that going to become that? And then it's a political thing. And mm. then before you know it, it is becoming a political thing. Mm. It is like mm. a bit a big one. And I've Shout seen out it happen. Messiah, everything's political. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a good. Uh, we'll talk. We'll talk about that. I listened to that. That was a good one. I need to. I need to finish that one. That was a good episode. Everything is becoming political, and this is the thing with technology, right? Now, um, now what I'm seeing with it, and you know, cybersecurity especially. Um, it was. UK banned Huawei, mm-hmm. if I'm saying it right. Mm-hmm. That's who they banned, right? Chinese company, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it was funny because when I was in Dubai and we were looking at we were looking at phones, right? We were speaking to the person in um, there and they were telling us, yeah, they reconfirmed it. Like, yeah, basically this Huawei phone, mm-hmm. you can't get this because that won't work in the UK. Mm-hmm. So it's 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 a proper big thing. It's, um, you know, I don't know if you watched the film. Oh, what's this film? The Obama's film. That's what it basically was about. I don't want to like you know ruin the whole film, but there was a lot of emphasis on yeah cybersecurity, right? Um, and yeah, so very very interesting. Anyway, so the other areas, uh, so I got like top top seven DevOps, mm-hmm. uh, six seven thousand project management, which is which is a non can be non technical role, fifty seven thousand UI UX design. Uh, so which I've worked with, I'm sure you worked with a lot mm-hmm. of UI UX designer, seventy two thousand business analysis, which we've both done, and in product management mm-hmm. as well. Uh, so business analysis was uh, fifty seven thousand five hundred, and in product management sixty seven thousand five hundred. So a lot of areas. That's the thing with tech. There's so many different areas that you can um, get in. So yeah, no, it's a, uh, it's it's amazing. So what what do you believe are like the pros and cons of you know working in the tech industry? You, like your experience pro is money okay. and the speed at which you can learn because you are constantly upskilling mm. and you're needed to be good at things yeah. so they will pay for you to go on the training and do it mm. because you're here let's go mm. the con is how fast paced it is you're never really comfortable and set i wouldn't recommend anybody feel like they're going to stay somewhere for a long time because you just never know what's going to happen it's a changing landscape 
it is still very for me as a negative is it's still very male dominated mm. i really struggle with that and i do feel like it is still very archaic in the sense of it's still white male dominated mm. in the senior positions yeah yes there's a lot of junior people of color in most tech companies but that's not what we mean by representation yeah representation means people of all backgrounds in higher positions when i start seeing that in tech then cool i can mm. say yeah cool we're representative but we're not at the moment yeah so those are the cons for me and also you're a number like a lot of my friends work in roles and fields and industries or sectors of life where their job really has purpose and really matters and i'm not saying that you can't find a job in tech that does they do exist however you are likely to come across a job and work in a job at some point in tech where it isn't that meaningful and so that's a pro from the perspective of like you can clock out at 5 30 and you're not it's, no one's gonna die but it's and con if you do go to work wanting to have purpose and really make a difference to life mm. you aren't doing that in my experience the jobs i've had working tech i'm not saying it's impossible to do that but just the ones that you mm. on a whole are available to you yeah so that i'm at this stage of my life at this phase is starting to become a bit of an issue for me like i do want to work somewhere where i'm making a difference to mm. real things in a real perspective yeah um so i guess that's something i would class as a con yeah so you're talking about like um it not being diverse can you expand a bit more about like i guess how you navigate in that i'm still learning okay. if i'm honest with you because you don't go down well when you tell them that it's not. Do you tell good. them that? Sometimes. Okay. When I wasn't as switched on as I am now, <laughs> I said. You're just coming in like, this is not diverse. What y'all doing? I was coming do? in, <laughs> clapping my hands, saying, well, how much you getting paid? Where's all the black people? <laughs> Obviously, that wasn't going down well. But yeah. it's the thing, the navigating is, I think, almost harder because you are navigating mm. people who look, who are diverse. Yeah being the ones who are telling you to not cause a problem here. So it's not the white people that I'm having to fight with too tough about this because they are all open to wanting to be inclusive and EDI and let's have a mm. group and, oh, should we make a Slack group about that? They love it, but it's my own people yeah. who are looking at me sideways when I'm saying, guys, they shouldn't be confusing you for the same for different people just because you're the same background mm. or we shouldn't be having to repeat and constantly correct people on how to say your name or we shouldn't be having to explain why you might eat that at lunch and you shouldn't have to answer every day what have you got for lunch today like mm. these are things microaggressions that shouldn't have to be here mm. and you lot are the ones at me saying why are you making a problem about that don't say that like that's what is hard because I'm very vocal, as you can yeah. see. So for vocal people, it can be hard if you choose to care. Or then there's other people who are just like, that's not my business. I'm here to get my check and off I go. And I have no judgment about that either. But I'm just giving you different ways people navigate yeah. it. So you can be like me who shouts about it and then gets upset when nobody wants to hear. <laughs> or you can be someone who's just like, yeah, that's your business. I'm off. I've got my check and yeah. off I go. I personally can't do that. Yeah. But... It's a navigating yeah. option. I mean, someone's got to fight the good fight for there to be any change, right? If we all yeah, but you've also got to not you've also got to not wear yourself out in the process. Yeah, and if you are someone who gets irritated and upset and sensitive about this topic mm. because it means something to you, 
then you are likely to get mm. tired yeah. and angry and then mm. just be of no use to anyone. Yeah. So yeah. it's a balance. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, 100%. I think as well, like, honestly, it's <laughs> the way I see some stuff, right? It's like how you say the personal stuff, right? I think when you're going on any kind of mission, you almost have to like take yourself out of the mm-hmm. experience of what you're trying to do. Mm-hmm. And almost not not become cold, but it's like an out of body experience, right? You gotta do what you gotta do, but at the same time, you're on your mission, right? That's it. They don't care what anybody's gotta say. They can have whatever feelings. They're always gonna have their feelings, mm-hmm. but you've got your mission, and you're gonna go for that. Yeah, you, know? you gotta have support around you. Yeah, hundred percent. Have your people yeah. that you can go to and you yeah. can talk about this with, um, who are gonna get it. Mm. And I always say, find friends at work. Mm. And people look. That's a bit. I guess controversial to say because everyone's like well no one's here to be your friend and all that kind of stuff and I hear that Mm. but me personally you asked about navigating Mm. the way that I've navigated every single tech role I've had is by having a group of people that Mm. are my people and I know you Mm. lot are cool and we're good yeah yeah it's important mad so I guess if you were to try to get a tech role in the industry today what would your approach be LinkedIn no LinkedIn more than I did before I'll be more on LinkedIn I would be, yeah, I'll be more on LinkedIn messaging people mm. and I would be more intentional okay. about the roles I'm applying to. Okay. I wouldn't just apply to anything mm. because then you can get any job. I would be very True. clear on the job that I want mm. and be more specific and refine my applications to just those kind of jobs. Yeah. Okay. I love it. I love it. What do you think the future of the tech industry is going to be, in your opinion? I think it will slowly but surely become more normal mm-hmm. because it is like a natural trajectory for the generation that we're in and the generation younger than us because everyone actually has to use tech every day mm-hmm. now. There's no getting around it. So it's going to become more normal to work in tech in some capacity. Mm-hmm. I think the roles that are non specifically like developers coders will open up more so there'll be more product managers there'll be more business analysts there'll Mm. be these kind of roles will get more filled out and i think ai yes will be a part of it but it's just one in the cycle of how many other Mm. things will be here so just be ever changing and more of the same i'm hoping it will get more diverse and there'll be more people in positions of power (laughs) you're not gonna not let that happen no but i mean yeah that's my big hope (laughs) (laughs) man okay so let's talk about your podcast you got a podcast right my minutes podcast can you tell us what is about what's the latest episode that you've had as well so i got bored of listening to podcasts okay where i was talking about something i really care about Mm -hmm. with someone i really like Mm -hmm. and then that'd be the end of the episode and that was it it was like it was like a tip of the iceberg Mm. or like a bite and i want the meal and so i was like i there are topics which are really important that we aren't talking about enough Mm. why is there not more on these topics than just one episode and that episode just says the same thing Mm. really so i had ideas of topics that are really important to me i've done seven six series recorded seven but released six And each topic is a different topic. And each topic has got one expert in that topic on the series. So, for example, series one was about periods, cycle tracking, contraception and postpartum. And they aren't speaking about enough. Uh, 
majority of women I've ever come across in my life have had some kind of issue whilst being on contraception and nobody talks about it. Nobody helps. No, nobody knows. Nobody knows about tracking your cycle and what your periods should be like. Nobody knows this information. And why not? So I got an expert who's my friend who is a um, fertility awareness teacher. And we sat on my podcast. Oh, yeah. And we did a whole series on periods, cycle tracking, tracking your cycle to get pregnant, tracking your cycle to avoid pregnancy, contraception. What was the inception of the pill? Mm. Where did that come from? How do we know? Like, all of that kind of stuff. I'm not going to go into it too much because mm. you have to listen to the podcast. You have to listen to the podcast. But um, yeah. yeah, so that was an episode. That was like series one. Series yeah. two I did with Basayo. She's mm. all into politics. That's what she does. And we broke down politics. Why isn't it accessible to people like us? Why don't we vote? Why don't we understand what this means? What does the cost of living crisis really mean? What is the middle class? How do classes affect things? That kind of stuff. Series three was about marriages and um interracial marriages and yeah. stuff like that series four was about mental health and why that there is mental health in our back in our homes but people like us don't really talk about it and it's not really spoken about and yeah. it's not okay and why is that why is a black man who might be hearing voices called psychotic and sectioned but a white woman who's hearing voices just under the weather or needs to go to rehab mm. looking at these differences and series five and was about fitness and i did that with my friend marina k or mm. m class fitness and we spoke about fitness industry a lot more of what we spoke about today yeah. um and then series six was about abortion okay. and the impact of abortion and the lack of conversation around it and how what impact that has mm. and that was with my friend miranda who is a fitness influencer but she went really viral for talking about abortions that she's had and we spoke about it in a really i think healthy way so okay. it's wow. hard for me to sum up what my podcast is about because yeah. every single series is different yeah but the what my tagline is it's important things that are important to me and my people and okay. when i say my people i mean everyone who's ever experienced any of those things mm. it, they're my people do you know what yeah. i mean and and we aren't normally talking about this stuff yeah 100 percent, we are still talking about you know what I think I've shaded what people we talk about. Uh, no, I don't shade people. No, I never shade people because I feel like people should do what they got to do. Mm. But I also think that we need to have diversity of conversation, which is why I support what you're doing. and Absolutely. support your conversation. And diversity of conversation. And there's room for all of us. 100%. But yes. we aren't, we're told we're not. No. And that's why it's harder. And that's yeah. when you said to me when I first got you, you're like, how's yeah. the podcast going? Yeah. I get upset a lot mm. because I'm like, why am I not getting the exposure or the views mm. or the listens or the downloads or the subscribes. Why am I not getting that? Why? Yeah. But there's a girl over there who's talking about who should pay for the first date and she's yeah. getting it. It's so funny you said that because I was going to say the exact same thing. And it's not that I'm angry at that girl. I'm happy <laughs> no. she's getting her bag. Yeah. That's brilliant, sis. I'm really happy for you. However, if we're talking about importance, mm. personally, I think what's important to us in yeah. this climate, in this now, yeah. is for us to be talking about why we shouldn't just be on contraception when nobody yeah. tells us what it's about. Mm. I think that's a more important thing mm. to talk about. But I'm not going to get that same level of clicks and all the rest of it. And I get it. People want to escape. They don't want to hear like heavy stuff mm. and whatever. But there comes a point where you, you need to talk about the heavy stuff. Mm. But you know the way I see it, right? I think that the way I look at it is I look at it as like value, right? So I think things of value will shine through and mm. will be long lasting. Yeah. It's no different to books, right? Yeah. Maybe the people that wrote those. Now, I think we're now in the day of like bestsellers. Oh, yeah. In one day. Mm. But a lot of the 
It's um, definitely other a marathon and yeah, a race. Exactly. It's a, it's, a, it's a marathon. Things of value. I think the conversations you're having are, to me, you can listen to it in five years and it's still going to be relevant. And that's another big thing of the podcast. I didn't yeah. ever make a topic and I'll never record a topic. The next one's going to be with Kia mm. from Penny's to Pen. Yes, shout out Kia. Been um, on the podcast, friend of yes, the podcast. Yeah, exactly. And I actually found you from listening to yes. hers. Yes, yeah, you say um, yeah, yeah. We did a series on finance. Yeah. Okay, and women amazing. And having financial freedom and mm. why women don't know about financial mm -hmm. literacy. Massively important again. Yeah. And um, whilst it is a marathon and not a race, mm. it's very hard for the runner. It is. You are it's tired. Hard. Tired. Yeah, we're and tired. That's it. We're tired. <laughs> and I want a, someone to give me a drink. I'm running and I'm just, give me a drink. Give me a bring in. Do you know what I mean? Give me a sponsorship. Yeah. But it's not like that. Yeah. And I know that. But yeah. it would be great if people could help on the journey with yeah. the supporting of the diverse conversations mm -hmm. and not just. Yeah, the same like, one. But you know what? Like, I'll, I'll tell you the truth, right? Because I've got, I've got to be honest here in terms of what I see. I think even the audience are tired of those conversations. Agreed. And I see it a lot, to Agreed. be honest. You know, I see comments like, even when some of my stuff get uh, posted on uh, Made You Thing and stuff mm -hmm. like that, a lot of the comments are, we need more content like this, mm -hmm. more content. And then when I see the other stuff, people are like, we're still talking they about this that. in 2024. I hear that. Yeah. Those <laughs> comments are lovely. However, make it easier for us then. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Right, it's like you know what I'll call it out. People make like it make it easier for us. Us. Give yeah. us the flowers we deserve. <laughs> give us the funding. Give us the resources. Yeah. Give us the help. Uh, and, then, and then you won't have yeah. to wait for more of this content because it'll be there. It's true. It's. <laughs> I don't even want to have a theory. I have. I have a slight theory. So, who gets the funding? Who do you think's it? gets funding the entertainment mm. right entertainment type con content mm -hmm, gets the mm -hmm, funding right mm -hmm. because i i feel like they i'm not even saying them specifically mm -hmm. but just it's always been that way mm -hmm. within the black community entertainment has always gotten the funding mm -hmm. right mm -hmm. podcast is just a new spear before footballers basketballers whatever and musicians yeah. entertainment was always reason, our, our face there's right? a reason nhs yeah people mm. who work in the NHS are paid so little, but then mm. footballers and whatever are paid so much. Yeah. Yes, agree. Yeah. However, we are in the free world now where mm -hmm. you have free thought and there are things like podcasts and there are mm -hmm. things like documentaries and all whatever, yeah. you know, our topics are. Yeah. So you've got to be the one to choose to listen to them and choose to tune in. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like choose to pick up a book in this conversation. Mm. Not to say that, you know, our conversations are the same as like brilliant books. However, in comparison to other conversations. To me, it's like a live, live book. Yeah. It's, it's like you're listening to it as it's happening. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. And content wise yeah. value, like you said. Yeah. And it takes a bit of retraining because, you know, you might be so used to just mm. slapping on something where you're just zoning out and, and mm. giving. And I do it myself. Like I love watching Love Island. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I'm not watching Love Island thinking this is adding value, particularly yeah. to me. But it's it's zoning out, relaxing, reality TV, whatever. But then I also know I'm gonna counteract mm. that with listening to an audiobook that's mm. or reading an actual book that's actually gonna teach me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think there needs to be some independent thought mm. among us now where we do that for ourselves mm. we can't be handed it do you know what i mean we, we've relied on the handing mm. a lot mm. of information i mean mm. and so it's like whilst it's accessible and funded and pretty and glittery to listen to all of these other things and, and avenues 
switch on to these other ones mm. because you're going to get more value out of it. And mm. then you won't have to comment saying, where's all this content? Because it's on your feed. Yeah. Facts. Well, you know what's going to happen? Look. Yeah, I don't know. Worry. I'm, I'm... Don't, don't, don't <laughs> worry. That's all I'm going to say. Don't worry because... The way I see it, I, I'm seeing it go that way. Yeah. That's yeah. why I'm saying don't worry. I agree. Like, I, I think the thing is, right? I thought you were going to say, I know you know what's going to happen. I'm going to get dragged. And I was going to say, no, like, no, 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 no. <laughs> I don't think, I don't think you will get dragged. At the end of the day, it's coming from a good place. What we're doing, we, like we say, we're, we're having diverse conversations. We're trying to help people. And I think at the end of the day, like I said, these kind of conversations live forever. They don't, they don't die. Absolutely. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, so. Yeah, it's important. Like, I, I remember I had, uh, when I went to UK Black Business Week, I think I said it on one episode, I had somebody come up to me, mm. um, talking to me about an episode they listened a year prior. Yeah. You know? know. And they had remembered my face. So, this is, this is the thing, like, when it's of value, mm. it, um, it will stick around. We fall yeah. into the um, trap. I'm very guilty of it myself, mm. and I'm trying my best. That's one of my big goals for this year, to not fall into it. But because we are put against these people who do have the funding let's say that's mm. be the blanket term <laughs> and the eyes and the views and yeah. the, all of this where we will start trying to compete mm. but because our stuff is different diverse value in a different way mm. we can't manufacture our stuff as quickly mm. as that it's mm. not based on a trend or a clickbait yeah. topic right now so if we try and do that the value of us yeah. stuff goes down yeah. And so we then start doing things at a, at a rush and mm. desperation. And, oh, shit, someone's just posted. I need to oh, I need to post something mm. as well. And that's how you then fall into the trap. Yeah. Of, and I'm really guilty of it myself. Mm. I'm really trying not to. I don't know if you felt it yourself oh, as well. We, I always feel the pressure. I always feel the pressure. But I think you just got to try and stay in your own lane. Exactly. And it's not that it's it's not easy mm. of course it's not you we we all want it now this right well, who it. doesn't want it now honestly if you give it to me now am i gonna say no i'm taking it exactly. <laughs> i'm taking it mm. but yeah it's just it's just a journey right Absolutely. it's a journey it's our own journey that we're gonna take and i believe that it i think for for people anyway to transition it, ha it has to be there yeah so that's, that's step one it's the information's there we're gonna do our thing we're gonna keep having these conversations and then we'll let people come over <laughs> join the conversation <laughs> yeah you know sounds good yeah so what do you have uh, I guess planned for yourself for life or for this evening or <laughs> <laughs> you want me to be that specific no, okay plans <laughs> alright plans are Myers Minutes yeah. massive focus for me Myers Minutes please check out the series that are there already mm -hmm. and come back to me with ideas thoughts all of the rest of it mm -hmm. um, I'm building Myers Minutes that's going to get bigger that's yeah. my number one plan life career I want to get into solution architecture as I told you I'm on the path to it but I'm gonna keep trudging along and um enjoyment man like i've realized that contentment and peace and happiness is the most important thing i need i listened to the episode you've done recently mm. or your most recent episode yeah. rather and the lady on it antoinette yeah Antoinette, was yeah, saying yeah. how she's really good at knowing when she needs rest mm. and you were congratulating her yeah. and i agree that's a massive skill to have mm -hmm. and i still need to work on that yeah. because i just get an burst of energy and i'm like go 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 ruin it burn myself out mm. And then I have to pick myself up again. Yeah. Whereas if you're on an even keel where she said she's like got to December and she just kept working, but the rate was lower. Mm. I need to master that. I'm very all or nothing. Yeah. And I need to be a bit more mid. Okay. So yeah, I'm going to try that mid thing this year. More. Amazing. <laughs> amazing. Amazing. Uh, look, like I said, we, we could definitely have another episode in the future. Sure. I really appreciate you, you know, 
um you know sharing your journey i think it's i think it's um it's a very unique journey especially like i said you know you, you decided not to go to university business owner then you transition into into tech is very admirable and um and you're kind of starting a side business on the side as well you know and you're you're not going down a um an easy path but i think it's going to be a more rewarding path you know that's what i kind of see it as so yeah we definitely appreciate you coming to the podcast i guess where can people find you if they obviously want to follow the podcast want to follow you and you know stuff like so, that so thank you for your words by the yeah. way i'll be listening to that on repeat yeah. on- <laughs> <laughs> um so myers minutes is available wherever you listen to podcasts i'm not visuals mm. just audio okay. because for me a podcast is very much an on-the-go thing mm. i cycle everywhere and so having podcasts in my ears mm. what i want rather than yeah. visuals but when I get the money up, visuals will be coming. And um, that's everywhere you listen to podcasts, Spotify, Apple, everywhere. And on the Instagram, Myers Minutes Podcast. And that's where you can find me. Yeah, amazing, amazing. Maya. I guess, do you have any final words for the watchers and listeners? I would say continue on whatever journey you're on. Always be intentional about what you do. And remember when you used to wish for what you now have. You practiced that now, kid. I Honestly, I that's a bar, though. It's not my words, but I live by that for okay. sure. I'm All like, right. yeah, I love that. I love we, that. We get so caught up. Yeah, like, I want this. I want... I'm guilty. Like I said, yeah. I'm always like, I yeah. want it now. Like you said, yeah. but I used to wish for all, mm. like, to have six series out of my podcast yeah. and to have conversations like this with people mm. like you, like Savvy Wallet's a big deal. I'm like, mm. rah, that's mm. me on Savvy Wallet. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> so, like, this is Crazy. remember yeah. when this was a biggie to you and mm. you're living it right now. So don't yeah. let yourself get robbed of that joy. Yeah, I agree. I think it's it's important to to enjoy the journey and i always do look back at like some parts you know like, wow that was fun mm. you know yes it there was a bit of struggles but oh that was kind of fun Absolutely. the struggle was a little bit like you know because like when when it gets to the end of the path you're like okay was that it literally you didn't enjoy everything else up up to that you know i think it's important you know yeah appreciate you appreciate you coming on the podcast maya appreciate you watching and listening to this episode of the podcast and we'll see you next week's episode